This is a production of the Z Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. I think you hurt my head real bad. I'm dizzy. I need a doctor. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online. You know, it occurs to me that I should probably put a link in my show notes page uh, to Nostalgia Zone Comics, you know, the, the store that I work at, where I record this show. Yes, I am once again coming to you from the basement of Nostalgia Zone, Comics and Collectibles, I think that's what we call ourselves. And uh, uh, if you're into collecting comic books and, and old magazines, check out our website, NostalgiaZone.com. Uh, as I say each time, we've got a good selection of Silver Age, Bronze Age, and Modern Age. Also some Golden Age in there every now and then. We've got humor comic books, we've got horror comic books, we've got mystery and suspense, we've got comic books that uh, you know that fall into the category of cars, of crime. We have Classics Illustrated, Harvey, Dell, Charlton, Marvel, and DC, of course. Got all kinds of stuff. So um, you can become a member of our membership and you'll save 10% on your purchases and you'll earn points toward future purchases. So check out NostalgiaZone.com. Okay, now that little ad that I do all on my own. I wasn't asked to do it. I wasn't asked, but I figured as long as I'm using the basement, do a little plug. So if you're into collecting comic books, check out Nostalgia Zone. We got a lot of really, you know, pretty cool back issue stuff and just interesting things you can find. Let's see. Uh, <clears throat> this is going to be the uh, well. This is airing. I mean, if you if you listen to this in the chat room when I when it goes up onto Z Talk Radio, uh, it will be Christmas Eve. Uh, depending on where you are, if you're on the East Coast, it's already going to be Christmas Day. But this is my special Christmas Eve show. I might have some Christmas stuff in here. We'll see. Maybe I don't know. Maybe a little bit. Um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I might, uh, I might, if I get to it, revisit a, a pedantic moment I think I've had in the past. But why not do it again? Because you know it's Christmas, and Christmas specials get played each year. And why not do it again? So we'll see. We'll just see. Anyway, um, it's winter. Here in Minnesota, uh, mo- much of the country. If you're if you're living in the United States right now, it, it's in the in December December twenty fourth, twenty twenty two. You you know it's pretty damn uh, pretty damn cold out there. Uh, the, the the cold air just come plunging down from Canada and uh, and you know the Arctic and up there and uh, the North Pole and all that. This and I don't know if it's a polar vortex thing. I've seen somebody call it that, but I don't. I didn't see any weather people saying that. But it, it's a cold snap that's been going on. And don't believe the myth 
that it's too cold to snow. This because we had a day where the temperatures were hovering around zero for the high temperature here in you know that's uh, that's Fahrenheit, and and it was even I think below that like minus four or something at some point, and it was snowing. We got a like I don't know in my neighborhood we got like eight to ten inches of snow, maybe closer to eight, but you know we got plenty of snow, and 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 I uh, I've been having this uh, texting. Uh, with a couple of fellows, a little, a little back and forth, the three of us uh, on stuff, and a lot of times we'll we'll talk about some weather stuff, and I'll I'll throw down some, you know, what's going on in Minnesota that it's it's winter. I'll even take some video, and <laughs> and I I set some video of them when I had just finished shoveling, uh, and and it was really cold. I said that they, they according to the weather app on my phone, it was minus eight degrees the air temperature, and the feels like the windshield temperature was uh, minus 28 degrees. Now, I didn't know if I agreed with that minus 20. It didn't feel that cold to me, but but it was cold. And I have a beard and a mustache, and that was all caked with uh, with uh, ice because, you know, I breathe. I do. You know, I may be a lizard person, but I still breathe. But anyway, um, and I sent a little video to them after I'd finished shoveling, and a car, well, actually, it was an SUV, drove by, but I didn't know at the time. I just saw a vehicle go by behind me, and I said, see, you know, we're still getting out, uh, getting around. It's no problem. Um, well, that was until yesterday when driving home from work, and uh, we're just getting a few blocks away, and my check engine light comes on in the car, and it's blinking. And that's, that means it's going to go into low power mode so that you don't, mess up your engine and it was it's like great you know that's not good it's, it's don't keep driving it if it's flashing so I, I i managed to get it home put it in the garage and then i called the mechanics place that i bring my car to and we'll get it brought in next week uh wednesday's when they can look at it uh, <laughs> i'll see if they have a loaner i'll see if whatever we got to do but uh I'm, I'm borrowing my father's car at, uh, at currently so it's just winter can be so inconvenient <laughs> and as anyway so i'm gonna ask I, I didn't get a chance to but i'm gonna ask my one friend that lives in australia now these are the the group of two people that i that i was mentioning there one lives in los angeles the other lives in sydney australia and neither of them have winter weather not not real winter weather uh, they don't get snow. They don't get ice. They don't get wind chills. They don't have that kind of thing. And that doesn't happen. So I was curious, though, and I'm going to follow up on this uh, when I get a chance. Uh, I will ask my friend down there in Australia. Um, when it comes to Christmas, you know, I, maybe it's just uh, I have a localized bias from what I've been raised in and what I've seen. Maybe that's it. But it seems to me that that there is a certain bias to the legend of Christmas that uh, that favors the northern hemisphere and especially the northern part of the northern hemisphere because Christmas means winter it means snow it means ice it means cold it, it that's what it means you know the you know, pine trees with uh, with you know snow on them you know uh, it, it, it means that stuff, frosted windows. It, that's, that's what it means. That's the visuals that you get when you think of Christmas. And I don't know if that is as, as uh, pervasive as it seems to be. So I'm going to ask my friend in Australia, because you know, in Australia, Christmas comes just at the beginning of summer for them, you know, calendar summer. 
uh, you know, it just says up here in 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 the northern hemisphere, uh, Christmas comes just as we enter calendar winter. So I my my curiosity is, what kind of Christmas cards do they have in Australia? Do they do they follow the same sort of northern hemisphere bias where you see scenes of you know cozy cottages you know covered in snow uh you know uh trees with snow on them you know snow scenes you see people skating skiing that kind of stuff on, on christmas cards is that is that what their christmas cards look like or do they have christmas cards that have that reflect what the weather is for them it's summer for them so i've never i hadn't thought about that the that incongruity uh, because that's 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 how it is and it, it's it's now summer in the southern hemisphere because that's you know the tilt of the planet is now more toward the the, the bottom part of the planet or the southern part of the planet is aiming more toward the sun so it gets more sun for longer in the day so it gets hotter and, and all that kind of stuff so I was curious about that and we'll see we'll find out uh, we'll find out if it's if it's just that the the European uh, legend of Christmas is what dictates the stories of Christmas of the world. It's all the Christmas specials you see uh, at this time of year. They all happen in snow. They don't. They don't happen in in sunny, summery places. It's not. That's you know. At least the the traditional ones, the ones that are on every year. You know, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the Charlie Brown Christmas, uh, the the worst one of all, the Frosty the Snowman one. Oh God, I hate that one. I hate that one. The animation is great. the The look of the animation is fantastic. I like I like how that works. But it's just so it's so annoying because they only use the one song. They only use the one song. I mean, others, you know, the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, they have a whole bunch of songs in there, even though that is a reprehensible story. Many people have pointed out the fact that Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is a, is a story about a bunch of bigoted assholes treating a, a young deer who happens to have a, a difference to them, treating them like shit until they need him. What a horrible story. <laughs> it's horrible. Still love it. Um... And, and uh, did I miss any of the other specials? I didn't mention the peanuts and all that. Anyway, so it's just, it, it's, 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 it's all winter weather in that. So it's, I have a little fun with, uh, with my couple of friends when I you know, bring up the weather stuff. You know, somebody on Facebook had posted, you know, last week I was talking about how much snow we were getting and how much shoveling I was doing. And I did a bunch of shoveling this week too. And I even did a little shoveling this morning. Uh, you know, and I, how I apologize to the people who live in, in, in Buffalo, New York, because they get that lake effect snow and they just had something like six feet of snow uh, in, a, in their, one of their winter storms that they, that they had. And so when they hear me talk about it, they probably just, oh, that's cute. You know, remember that? Okay, well, somebody during the week uh, who lives in Mississippi... On my, yeah, in my Facebook page, uh, some that's a Facebook friend had posted a, a, a screenshot of their weather app showing how the low t the low temperature was going to be 14 degrees. This is Fahrenheit, 14 degrees. That was going to be the low temperature, and they're like, ugh. And so I put a screen capture of ours where the high temperature I think was going to be minus four. And they went, no thanks. <laughs> you know, and I said, oh, 14 degrees, a low temperature, 14 degrees. And I said, that's adorable. And I put up my little thing there. So, so you do. You, know, I often say, you know, why do we live here? Why do we live 
in this in this when winter happens it's just oh god for nine months of the year it's just horrible why do we live here and i always say bragging rights so we can just tell people that hey you know it's 14 degrees as a at low temperature that's nothing our high temperature is not even going to make zero <laughs> you get that bragging right you get that but uh uh, you know, this morning driving in to the uh, comic book store here, nostalgiazone.com, uh, driving in, uh, there was a, one of those, you know, I don't know if it's this way in, in the freeway system that in your part of the world, but I have a feeling that it's it's pretty, at least in, in the United States, it's pretty common, where there'll be these uh, boards, you know, going across the top of the road, and, and they'll be electronic, they'll light up, they'll, they'll spell out some messages, a lot of times it's like, you know, buckle up. You know, drive sober, that kind of stuff. But every now and then, they'll give you something worth having up there, saying there's there's a crash ahead, you know, right lane closed, so that you you'll expect slowdowns and and you need to move accordingly and all that. Well, this morning, I had one of those up there too, that said a crash ahead, right lane closed, and all that. Although the right lane hadn't been closed off, I was still in the right lane when I spotted uh, well enough ahead of time so I could get out of the right lane so I could give everybody space. But I spotted. That uh, oh yep the crash is still there, and it was a, there was a van it was a minivan that had somehow I, I think it hit another car and was spun out and went off onto the side of the road. Now at this stretch of the highway, the side of the road turns you know goes uh, it's a hill that heads up heads up away from the road, and at the bottom of that hill right along the uh, shoulder is a huge pileup of where the uh, the snow plows have pushed everything. So there's this giant pileup that probably goes up about. I don't know, five or six feet, eh, five feet off from the ground. Probably about that. Maybe not that high, but high enough. And up on top of that pile, on top of it, lying on its side was that minivan. And it was facing the front of the minivan, the driver, you know, the, the, the front, the, the point, the, the engine end. <laughs> the front of the minivan was facing the opposite direction of traffic. So it, you definitely that thing had definitely spun and, and rolled up there and somehow landed on its side where we could see the roof as we're coming by, and I thought, holy crap! <laughs> I mean, uh, it's a good thing I was able to get out of the lane. There was a state trooper on site, and there was another car that looked like it was involved, might have been involved in this uh, in this uh, crash, and and oh boy, you know. And I was thinking as I drove by, I thought, well, and I'm worried about my car car problems what it's going to end up costing well something like that could have been happening to me so you know i hope everybody involved in it's okay that there's no you know nobody got seriously hurt or even slightly hurt uh, it's bad enough what they'll have to be dealing with but yikes and you know the other night um or the other morning driving into work i think it was friday yesterday morning friday morning uh it just it just hayden and i went into work yesterday and um Driving in, there were I saw three spinouts and a and a, uh, a vehicle in front of us. Uh, as we were moving out of the, we were in both the vehicle in front of me, and uh, and and me, uh, we were in the right hand lane, and we saw up ahead in a uh, blocking off an entrance lane was a car that had spun, and it was just sitting there, and it was uh, kind of almost perpendicular to the traffic you know, lane of traffic, and it was blocking off that entrance lane. So we moved over to the left-hand lanes in order to, any cars coming by, they could move, maneuver around that car that had spun out. And as we're doing so, the van in front of me 
uh, is avoid. There's some debris in the road, which I imagine is that car that was spun out had hit. There's a median wall in between the directions of traffic. There's there, and I imagine that they probably lost control of their vehicle, smacked into that wall, and then spun around and went over to the other side of the road and blocked that entrance lane. Well, there was some debris in there, so we're trying. To, we're maneuvering around the debris, and the van in front of me. I could see the guys doing little micro corrections. And you can see he got close to spinning, but he, he, he kept it together. Or they kept it together. I don't know the gender of the person driving. They kept it together. But it was an, it was an almost right there. So it's just, yeah, winter. And my sister and her husband planned to come up today. They planned to be at my dad's place because we're doing Christmas at my dad's place. We're doing it there uh, this year, which is tradition to, you know, the only thing, well, uh, so it, they're going to come up today, figured to be there around noonish, and my sister just had to send a text to us saying, well, we're going to have to hold back a little bit, because she's down in Mankato, and it's about an hour and a half drive up to the, uh, to Twin Cities, and uh, she said, we're just going to have to wait a bit, because weather conditions in between are making driving very dangerous, so they're, they're going to have to wait. So, yeah, winter... <sighs> As beautiful as it looks, and I'm of the mindset that the the aesthetic of uh, of, of uh, Christmas decorations needs snow. There needs to be snow. Houses made up with lights and having little displays in their front yard. Not don't go don't go crazy, but some people do. But anyway, you know the little displays out front, and maybe they got a tree out front that they've put lights on, uh, and they they got their house trimmed with lights and that. Uh, to to my aesthetic sense snow ties it all together you know the glimmering and, and the glow from the lights glistening off the snow is great it just it, it completes the picture it completes the design just having you know down in some place like in let's say australia who's they're probably nice and green right now and I'm sure there are people that have got lights on their houses and on their on their pine trees if they have them down there. They import them. I don't know what they do. Um, and I'm sure they got lights and everything out there and displays in their yard. But there's not a speck of snow anywhere. And it might look nice, but it just doesn't quite. It doesn't have quite the right feel. So, uh, what time is it? Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, as I said, uh, we'll be doing Christmas at my dad's. Uh, it, this is, uh, and that's been the tradition, uh, over many years is to go over to my parents' place on Christmas day. Uh, and, and we're going to do the same this year, but, uh, this is, uh, this is the year that, uh, uh, we had our first Labor Day family get together, uh, without mom. Uh, I had my first birthday without mom and now we're going to have our first Christmas without mom. It's going to be. Well, it's going to be a little sad, but it's good to get together with family. You know, we're all going through the same thing. Anyway, uh, you're listening to Dimland Radio on the Z-Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dimfit Simmons. Uh, this is my Christmas show, sort of. Uh, when I come back, <laughs> sports ball. I'll be back. It's the best time of the year. I don't know. Hey, 
Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Val Tor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern on Z Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and of course, skepticism. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Z Talk Radio Network. When, oh when, will someone design an exploding head emoticon? Please, someone, anyone. You're listening to Dimland Radio on Z Talk Radio Network. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. I am living on Channel Z. It's the most wonderful time of the year. With the kids jingle belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer. It's the most wonderful. And you're back, <laughs> or I'm back. Uh, this is Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. This is my special, super special Christmas show. So, what Christmas show could be complete without talking about sports ball? Um, sorry, but uh, first off, I need to uh, uh, give a little shout out to my friend Craig. Uh, he sent me a link to a YouTube video that that uh, does its best to explain. The uh, the sport of cricket uh, uh, to baseball fans, you know, they, they they that's how they they use like the, the baseball terminology or this this is how uh, the guy says this is how I would explain or I am explaining this as if I'm talking to a baseball fan and and actually cricket looks really interesting. It's it's it, I mean it, it, like as I said last week on the last week's show the only thing I experience I had with cricket anything that I'd learned about cricket came from Monty Python and from The Good Life the, the the British sitcom from the 1970s that was it and they never really explained how how it you know, how it went how the game was played they just would show little you know, Monty Python would show some weird snippets of it and they'd have these weird jokes about it you know like the python esque jokes about it because it's python and everything they do is python esque uh, and then and and then the good life would just have tom talking about some things uh, and then he's playing that little weird game I, I linked to a couple of things where you could check out on last week's show notes which if you want if you're not checking out the show notes you're only getting about 3% of the show I mean, really, it's all in the show notes. Uh, so you need to go to dimland.com and you click on the show notes, uh, uh, show notes slash blog option. You get on that, and you'll get the show notes for the show. I you I try to get those things up by Monday night, so you know, so that uh, and then uh, have the show posted so that it gets you know people who get the show as a podcast in their feeds wherever they get it from. It shows up sometime Monday night. 
Sometimes I get to it a little sooner. So far, I haven't gotten to it later. But uh, we'll we'll just you know it's going to be Christmas and then Boxing Day and oh, Jesus, and which we don't really celebrate Boxing Day, but you know uh, not here in America. But still, you know the day after Christmas, so I'll be over at uh, at my my wife's uh, brother's place. Uh, so you know there we go. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, yeah, it, the, the, I'll, I'll link to that video that uh, my friend Craig uh, sent to me. Uh, it's it's interesting. It could be a, a kind of a fun game to watch, I think, if you could figure out what's going on in it. It's a, a little complex, but then just about any sport is complex, just about, uh, especially like rules violations kind of aspect of it. Um, you know, basketball might be pretty easy to watch and figure out, okay, this is what they're doing. Uh, same with hockey, but when there's like rules violations, well, that's that's when you're like, okay, what, what happened there? What was that? <laughs> You know that that might be the uh, the deal, but um, anyway. So yeah, uh, I don't know if I'll start watching cricket. I'm not even sure how I could, but it seems interesting. All right, I have to talk about this, and uh, yeah, I've been I've been talking about the Minnesota Vikings uh, a bit lately because they're just they're a team that I just don't I don't know about these guys. They keep winning games, but they, it just—it feels like to me, it feels like once they—they've—they've they've won their division, and uh, they did that last week, last Saturday, and they're going to be, you know, in the playoffs. And I have a feeling that it's—they're going to that first playoff game, they're going to lose, and they're going to be done. But I don't know. It, it this team is very hard to figure out, and here's here's another reason why. Now, I work on Saturdays, so I'll, I'm here at the comic book store until until after 6 o'clock in the evening. And so I, I forgot that the games, uh, that there were, the Vikings were playing on Saturday. Yeah, that's what the NFL has been doing it, uh, the last few years. Um, they Once they get toward the end of the season, uh, they start to schedule games on Saturdays. Normally it's games on Sunday, Monday, and Thursday. Uh, that's the that's that's normally how things run. But as you get to the crunch time, and toward the end of uh, end of December, or no, in December, not to, not mid December, I guess maybe, they start to put games on Saturdays, you know, to maximize the, their viewership. And so the Vikings were playing on Saturday, and I got a text from my older brother that uh, let's see, I, I wrote it down. Uh, he said, uh, "I can't believe they." I said, I, "I said I can't believe it. They won." That's what he wrote, and I had forgotten that they were even playing. The game was over, so I, I look it up on Google, look up the uh, the score, and the score was thirty nine to thirty six. Vikings beat the Indianapolis Colts. Now the Indianapolis Colts going into the game had a record of four eight and one, four wins, eight losses, one tie. The Vikings, uh, their record was ten and three. I think I think I have that right. And it, so I so I look at the score. You know, it's, it's, Indianapolis Colts are not a great team. Obviously, from their record, they're not a very good. You know, they're hoping for better draft picks and you know building a better team for the future. Uh, and I looked at the score uh, at the end, you know, the final score, okay, Vikings won, and then they show you by quarter how the scores went. In the first half, the Vikings didn't even score. At the end of the first half, 
you may have already heard this. The Colts were up 33 to nothing. 33 to nothing against the Vikings. That's like, what? I looked at that, what? And then I look further on. The fourth quarter, the Vikings scored 22 unanswered points. Is the the uh, the, the uh, Colts didn't score at all in the fourth quarter. They scored three points. The Colts did in the third quarter, and that was it. They got the thirty-six, and they were done. And I just, what the hell happened? Now I've since watched the highlights of the game, saw what happened. But here's the thing that was absolutely fascinating. Because we got to have a, a certain opportunity that we don't normally get. Uh, there's a there's a sports guy on YouTube. And his name is Tom Grossi or Grossi. I'm not sure how he says it. He'll do these uh, these videos where he'll do uh, quick um, reactions of all the fans, you know, the team's fans. He'll he'll put on a jersey for a team and he'll react to how they did that particular week. You know, so he so he 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 does that. He does it for all all the games. He has them. And it's it's kind of funny. He does these uh, characterizations. You know, it's they're funny, right? And he and then he does a little a longer one, where he's he did specifically a longer bit uh, video for and I'll link these on the show notes for the game between the Indianapolis Colts and the Minnesota Vikings. And he showed you know like the two fans you know he's cutting back and forth. It's him playing the parts, you know cutting back and forth. He's wearing the the Colts jersey, then he's wearing a Vikings jersey. He throws in a, a, a Detroit Lions fan in there and a Green Bay Packers fan in there. You know he throws those in there just to get some reactions. And he does this like and shows the progression of the game by the way the fans are reacting. It's it's pretty funny. But as I said, we had an opportunity for something that is pretty damn rare. Uh, locally, we have uh, this. It's called Score North, and they used to be the radio station, sports radio station, until the pandemic, and then they kind of had to shut things down a little bit. And the station got taken over by ESPN. It was always affiliated with this ESPN, but. It was getting to have some good local content, and then the pandemic came along and just kind of screwed all that up, so it's back to the national content of, of uh, ESPN with a little bit of the Score North stuff and with these with these uh, uh, hosts that do this thing called the Purple Podcast or Purple Daily, and it's a daily show where they talk about the Vikings. And they do that all year long. You know, how they manage to do a full show all year long in the offseason, I don't know, but they do. And they'll also have this feature called the Vikings Vent Line. The Vikings Vent Line is something that uh, is on YouTube. It's live. If you you know you can, you know, they'll they'll archive it. Of course, you can watch it later. But you if you hop onto their channel uh, within a couple of minutes after the game ends, you can they they have the Vikings Vent Line. So people will be able. To, it's 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 a video thing. And you see the three hosts. Uh, there's Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, and um, uh, Declan, whatever his name is. <laughs> He's their producer. Damn it, I I'm sorry, I forget his name. Uh, Phil Mackey is sort of a radio guy. And uh, Judd Zolgad is—he's a radio guy too, but he's—he's he's more of a—he's also a sports writer for one of the local papers. So he's—so that's the dynamic. So the one's a producer who's a radio guy, and then there's a radio, regular radio guy who does sports stuff, and then there's a sports writer stuff who does radio things. So <clears throat> and they will go on, and they'll either—it'll be—it's their vent line. It'll be either to 
celebrate the win and talk about how that went or to console each other to to work out the therapy of of a loss you know they'll do that and so this season uh, up until this that last week they had you know 10 weeks where they could be celebrating wins although some of those wins were just bizarre and just down to the last minute most of them were uh, and then they could console themselves for only for like three losses. You know, they had some talk about that. And it's 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 interesting because people will call in or they'll Skype in or they FaceTime in or whatever. You can see them on the on the on the on the video feed. And it's interesting to how they react. But this past week, something different happened, and that was the Vikings were so bad that first half. So bad, especially the offense. So horrible that they decided, let's start the vent line early. Let's start it at halftime. Now, it was fascinating to watch this. It's like three hours and 20 minutes. Normally, their show is like an hour and a half. But because they went on at halftime, they had all that extra time. Right? And so, it's so um, I, I, when I found the video... You know, I go in and check, and I said, well, I'd like to see the vent line, because it was well past the game. So I know that they archive it, and they have it up there, so that's fine. So I, I went and found it, and I watched it. I was entering comic books, and I'm watching it, because I'm watching it at the in the perspective of, I know where this game goes. I know what happens. I know that the Vikings come back in the second half. The biggest comeback ever in the in NFL history, the last, uh, the, the one before, before this, the one we broke, the Vikings broke the record, was from the Buffalo Bills and Houston Oilers back in 1985. I think it was. It was a playoff game. Uh, the the um, the Buffalo Bills got down uh, 35 to three, and they ended up winning the game. I remember that. I remember watching that. My dad and my mom went somewhere when the game was well out of hand. It's 35 to three. And my dad says, "Well, we got something to do. Whatever they did, they went to church or they went. I don't think they went to church. So they went somewhere." went shopping or something and when they came back dad says well how'd the game go and i looked at him and i said the bills won he said what how the hell <laughs> it's crazy right so and that was a 32 point deficit this was a 33 point deficit so the vikings have the record of coming having the biggest comeback ever uh, or you can look at it the other way the biggest collapse ever that the colts had Depends on how you know. Are you a glass half full or half empty? Maybe it's one of those. Are you a greatest comeback or greatest collapse or you know biggest? Greatest is uh, well, as my son pointed out, the greatest has more of an aesthetic value. That's not necessarily the number of points. It's the how important this comeback was. This was a regular season game. It was not a playoff game. So maybe that playoff game was a little greater. It wasn't that Super Bowl where the Atlanta Falcons were up something like twenty-eight to three and they ended up losing. You know, they, you know whatever. I, I, anyway, so the fascinating thing was was to watch these guys watch the game. And go on, you know, fans were calling in. They were so angry about this. This the Vikings team, you know, the passion that sports can engender. I understand when sports sports ballers look and say, "Oh, you know, it's just it's just football." What do you? I know, I understand, but it's just they, they you know. So so watching that happen, and watching them d d discuss the game and how it's just it's like how could you not be prepared? How could you be you know so uh, uh, so dominated? 
by the, by the defense of the of the Colts. And now the Vikings defense, they were saying, well, I guess you can say that they were holding the offense to to uh, field goals. The offense only scored one touchdown. The Colts to offense, but there was like a. Uh, uh, an interception that went for a touchdown, and there was a blocked punt that went for a touchdown, and then there was a bunch of field goals. So um, it, it just it could they could say, well, you know, we kept you know, the the defense was keeping them to to field goals mostly, uh, but that's trying to put some kind of decent spin on it. So then the second, so the second half starts happening. And, you know, the Vikings score a touchdown. And they went, oh, look, the Vikings scored a touchdown. Well, okay, you know, garbage time. It's just not going to make a difference. And then Buffalo scored their, their field goal. And that was the last time, the, not Buffalo, um, Indianapolis scores their field goal. And that's going to be the last time that they'll score in the game. And then you just watch as scoring keeps happening for the Vikings. And when it gets to that point in the game where they're, they're, they're behind by eight points, and they have this, uh, you know, the this is great. Um, it was a catch and a run. It was a screen pass or something like that to to their to their guy that usually you know just runs the ball usually, but he'll catch every now and then and run with it. Uh, he got the ball and he just broke it and just went down and scored a touchdown. And it was just it was crazy, right? So that that brings them within two of tying the game. So we have the two point conversion now, which is something that was brought into the game many years ago now. Uh, it used to be just a point after kick, but now we've got the two-point conversion. So if the Vikings can score that, you know they can they can maybe still win it in regular in regulation, or they can enforce overtime, which is what uh, maybe they, I don't know if they had enough time, but whatever it was, they scored the two points, and it went into overtime. And I'm watching the highlights when I was watching I was watching the highlights of the game and I even then even knowing the results I kept thinking how in the hell do they manage to win this game how do they do it because they kept looking I don't know things kept going wrong even in the in the overtime and yet they they managed to get the ball again and they they bring it down and they score uh, uh, they score the field goal they win the game it was astonishing and like I said watching Watching these three hosts for the show, watch it happen. Uh, you've got the guy, the sports writer guy. He was at the stadium watching the game when the other two fellas got a hold of him and said, "Look, we want to do vent line starting at halftime. Can you can you break away?" Because he had to leave the stadium. He couldn't do any kind of live broadcasting or uh, commentary on the game He has, it, from the stadium. He'd have to leave. So he did. So he left and he went to his office at the Star Tribune paper where, where he works. And he you know, started doing things. And you, you watch him watching the game. And he becomes more and more intent on it. Now, they did maintain a certain thing. That that ha first half... That something needs to be done to prevent something like that happening again. Because how can this team keep relying on this miracle winning i it's it's insane it's insane but it was it was quite a game and uh i have i my goodness how in the hell did that happen but uh we'll just see where it goes um i'm gonna head to my next break you're listening to dimland radio on the z talk radio network at ztalkradio.com i'm your host jim dr jim Fitzsimmons. <sighs> merry christmas or happy holiday or whatever you know you want to say but uh I got another segment after this. I'll be right back.
Santa baby, just slip a sable under the tree for me. Been an awful good girl, Santa baby. Well, I'll be hornswoggled. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. You don't say. Oh, what? You think you went off to college or something? On ztalkradio.com. That's the most amazing thing since Grandma survived the outhouse incident. Happy Jack wasn't old, but he was a man. Hi, this is Pete Townsend of The Who. I just want to say that the United States Air Force is a great place to be, a great place to learn a space-age skill and serve your country too. The aerospace team, that's where all the breakthroughs are. See your United States Air Force recruiter. Find out how you too can fly the skies, reach for the moon, and touch the stars in the United States Air Force. Don't just take my word for it, but you are listening to Dimland Radio on Talk Radio Network. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. Best of all the country, uh, Christmas music, the Vince Guaraldi Trio, Charlie Brown Christmas music. That's the best. That's the best, in my opinion. Sorry for the screechy sounds here, you know, shifting in my chair. Uh, welcome back to Dimland Radio on the Z Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. <clears throat> Let's see. Uh, yes, didn't I mention that I might go back and revisit a certain uh, one of uh, one of these things? Now it's time for a Dimland Radio pedantic moment. Yeah, this ought to be good. Okay, it has to do with one of the uh, one of the uh, uh, the best of the um, Christmas specials, "How the Grinch Stole Christmas." And this goes back to when I was a kid, when I was an early pedant. In my early formative years, in my pedantry, uh, I was I would watch. Uh, how the Grinch Stole Christmas, and I would really enjoy it. And I would notice over the over the years that you know when uh, when the network, uh, that whichever one showed it, decided you know let's let's cut like thirty seconds out of there so we can put another uh, commercial or two in the commercial breaks. Let's do that because I would notice that something was missing. Hey, wait a minute! Wasn't this? Wasn't that part of it? Wasn't that? You know? Yeah, I was. I I noticed. I noticed. So anyway. Now, if you recall the story, uh, there's this Grinch guy who lives up in the mountaintop with his dog, and he just doesn't want to deal with these people in the Whoville, which is a mountain town somewhere uh, in in the Who world. And uh, these people, because you know it's coming up on Christmas, and he knows what's going to happen. It's going to be noisy. The the Who people are going to be playing with all their new toys and noisemakers, and they're going to be singing, and they're going to be celebrating and happy and all that shit. And he doesn't want to deal with it. So he's decided he's going to pretend he's Santa Claus, 
And he's going to sneak on down there overnight, Christmas Eve into Christmas morning. He's going to sneak down there. He's going to steal everything. And he pretty much does. I mean, he takes pictures off the walls. He takes all the food out of their out of their refrigerators and their pantries and everything. He takes every, all their presents, their trees. He takes everything in the one night. Which, by the way, uh, well, no, I'll get to that, by the way, in a moment. So anyway, so he takes everything. He fools this one little girl into thinking that, oh, there was a light out on the tree, so I'm going to bring it back up and fix it, and I'll bring it back down here. So and she says, okay, I'm a dumb kid. That sounds plausible to me. She climbs back into bed. And so off he goes, climbing up the mountains, uh, you know, in this, this sled that is just strewn with all this stuff. I mean, it's this huge mound of stuff in there. And he gets up to, uh, gets away and gets up on top of this mountain peak. He's got the sled up on top of the mountain peak. And then he slides down, he and Max, they slide on down to a little little cliff that's overlooking uh, Whoville. And he's, he waits to hear the, the cries and the moans and the, and the desperate uh, 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 cries of, oh my God, we're all going to die. We've got no food. You know, that's, that's what should be happening. We're in a mountain town. We, you know, it's, we better hope that, the, that our supply people are able to get through and get us food. We better hope that they're able to do that because we ain't got shit. We're going to die. This is it. We're not going to survive the winter. We're going to be eating each other. That's what's going to happen. It's going to donner party all over this place. I mean, it's it's only December. We got January and February and March to get through. What the hell? Why did we move to a mountain town <laughs> for the skiing? Anyway, <clears throat> so they so they they instead they all go out and celebrate that it's Christmas, and that of course, you know, touches the Grinch's heart, whose heart who was started out started to start out to be like two times too small and then it grows three times big or whatever, which you know, an enlarged heart is not a good thing. But anyway, so but I think it's just more metaphorical. So where's the pedantry? Now I, this when I was a kid, I noticed this. If you recall, okay, so he's down on that little cliff there and he's had a change of heart. Or he's like he's he's starting to have a change of heart. He's like, uh, and he looks up and he sees that the um, that the sled up on top of the, the the tippy top of this mountain that they're on is beginning to slide down the other side, which doesn't have much to go before it's free of the mountain and falling. It doesn't have far to go. Yeah, so he sees that happening, start to edge down. So he. You know, it goes into a like commercial or something, and then when he comes back, he's running up, and he and Max get a hold of of uh, of uh, one of the, uh, uh, the the skis on the on the sled, whatever they call those things. Gets a hold of one of them, and he's trying to pull, but it's pulling him down, and it just keeps going and going and going. And as I'm a kid, I'm saying that should have fallen off by now. That should they should all be crashing to their deaths, you know, right now. The the, the stuff ought to be be smashing down on the in the depths of the wherever you know the valley below the mountain. It should be doing it, but it's only had like a little bit to go, and this thing is still going and still going and still going. It should be gone by now. And that's when his heart grew, and he got the strength of a hundred Grinches plus two or something like that. And you know, there you go. <laughs> There, I sat there as a kid, and I'm going, okay, I, I'll accept it. I'll accept it. But, you know, come on. That thing was obviously going to fall off the mountain. I mean, it's long before he gets his 
strength and picks the thing up. That thing's gone. <laughs> Kids today. But that's it, you know. And I do have a pedantic moment fail. Oh, my goodness. I felt so terrible. I was public on <laughs> Facebook, and I thought, ah, I got this one. I nailed it. And no. <laughs> no. No, I didn't. There's a gas station uh, that I'll go to. It has a car wash on there. And um, all of the pumps had a, had a sheet of paper with a printed message on it that was letting customers know that the car wash was not working. You know, it's, it, the, the car wash was not being in use uh, due to, uh, uh, and it wrote, you know, not in use due to plumping issues. Plumping issues. <laughs> now, there were two errors on that printed out sheet. First was, you know, the car wash is down due D-O. They wrote D-O. It's like, ugh. Not D-O, Ronnie James. No, D-O, the two letters. And I'm like, no, it's D-U-E. So I had a pen, and I scratch out the, the do and write D-U-E underneath it to correct it. And then I look at the other plumping issues, plumping issues. Now, this is where I failed. Here I'm thinking, I've got it. The L shouldn't be there because surely there's a pump involved in a car wash, right? So maybe due to pumping issues. Huh? Huh? Right? So I cross out the L. <laughs> and then I posted on Facebook and I said something of the effect like, I should be bringing a red pen, a red marker with me when I see stuff like this so I can correct it, you know, and do it properly with the red marker, a red pen. Posted that, and I, I don't know who was the first, somebody almost immediately said, uh, that's probably, should be plumbing issues. That the, the L is fine, the P, the second P in there should be a B. Plumbing issues. Oh. Well, at least I got the do right, didn't I? Huh? Right? I got that right. See, I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. Oh, uh, and there's another little quickie thing here. You know how when you're texting, it has a, a um, you know, the predictive text. You know, it's like so that helps speed things up. It gives you these options like, oh, you're doing. It looks like you're 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 heading in this direction. So the next word you might need need is to. Uh, like the you know T O uh, or, or or from uh, you know it's like you know I'm going you know whatever so they'll I, I I can't give you an example just now except for this one that I'm going to give you that makes sense anyway so my wife and I we were uh, we were saying various holidays back to each other just to see if uh, if our iPhones would put up uh, some decorative uh, animation thing. You know, if you write, if you if you got an iPhone and you, you write in Happy New Year and you send it to somebody, fireworks will show up on, on your display and on their display. If you write Happy Birthday, uh, balloons will will show up. So there's, you know, if you write congratulations, confetti will, will come down. So we were seeing if other holidays would have stuff. So I wrote in, I wrote in Merry Christmas. Hey, it's our Christmas show. And that didn't do anything. Nothing happened. And then I wrote, Happy 4th of... 
and the predictive text gave me three options. They, the, the, the text predict, uh, predictor thought, hmm, happy fourth of, I wonder if they mean fourth of, and these are the three choices they gave me. June, of course, and November. Happy 4th of June. Happy 4th of November. There's a holiday out there, isn't there? Here in America, anyway. 4th of... What month is that? Huh. It's near June, isn't it? <sighs> okay, what have I got for time? Um, I'm My wife and I started watching... Uh, Stranger Things uh, 4, the fourth season of Stranger Things. Now, we we watched the first season. We really enjoyed it. Second season was pretty good. Third season wasn't too bad. You know, just enjoyable all through. This fourth season, we're only two episodes in. And it's... I, I you know, I... I went to Facebook and I said, you know, we're two, two episodes in. I said, it, it, does this get better? And I had a couple of things that, uh, you know, me picking at it, I guess. There's a... Uh, uh, the, the, the new characters that are brought in, uh, there's Angela. She's a bully. And she is as cartoony... She is a... She's an Eddie Haskell type bully. Um, you know, where... She tries to put on the charm in front of adults, and yet with the uh, other kids, she's you know, she does it. But she has a she has a real smarminess to her, even in front of adults. Which you would think, you know, your teacher. There's a there's a point in which she's she's bu bullying one of the regular characters, right in class, and the teacher's not catching it. You know, there's there's just this, you know, the they're doing a presentation of who their hero is. Right? And Angela just finishes up hers, and she's got slides that she shows. And this is happening in, like, 1989. That's when the, the series is set, I think. So she's, she's you know, she does a wonderful presentation. She's a great, she'll be a great public speaker and all that. But she's a, she's a bully. So she sits down, and the, the you know, the, the one of the main characters, uh, she's L, except she goes by Jane as she's in high school, She's, so she gets up to do her presentation. She has a little diorama set up. And the, and the assignment was to uh, talk about your hero. And so she... Uh, Angela's hero was Helen Keller. And uh, Jane, or L, L's hero was her father, who had given up his, as, as everybody believed at that point, who had uh, sacrificed his life to save people in this uh, fire that was taking place in a, in, a, in a mall. This was season three stuff. And Angela just does this bully stuff where it's a little subtle, but she's like, oh dear, you know, weren't we supposed to do famous people and all this kind of... And the teacher should say, excuse me, I'm the teacher. You know, the teacher does say, hey, let her finish her presentation, let's ask questions later, because she, she raised her hand, Angela did, she raised her hand. Yeah, and it's just it's this thing, and then she just starts to humiliate in front of the teacher, where the teacher doesn't stop her. A Angela? You know, Angela... 
you know, I was going to give you an A on your presentation about your hero being Helen Keller, uh, but, you know, and Helen Keller was somebody whose who's, life is an inspiring story that the right person worked with her to unlock her world, to be able to give her the ability to communicate with the, with the world, because she had, you know, uh, through, through an illness as a child, lost her ability to see, lost her ability to hear, so she couldn't speak, she couldn't communicate with anybody, not, you know, not let people know what was on her mind and what she wanted and what she was thinking and all this she could she was locked in nobody understood her until somebody was able to break through to her and open up a world for her so she could become a great communicator somebody that's worthy of being a hero yes but here you are interrupting this person keeping her from having her opportunity to communicate and to speak i think you don't understand what your hero was about so i was going to give you an a but i'm not going to grade off of that because you didn't learn anything from your hero did you see that was not the teacher's reaction, but the teacher just barely reacted and allowed the bullying to continue. And then there's lots of bullying in this in this uh, in the first two episodes. Lots of real bullying with, led by Angela. It just goes way over the top. And and, and so many people are oblivious. Uh, Jane's girlfriend, Elle's boyfriend, I should say, uh, Mike. Uh, he he doesn't he I I mean the moment Angela starts talking to you, you should know that she's full of shit. And maybe that's me being an adult. So, I don't know. So, I didn't stand, like her character. There's this other character named Eddie who's the, the freak. You know, it's like, no, this guy's a... I just... I don't like the new characters. They're annoying. They're too quirky. <laughs> and, and, and part of it... And some of the original characters are written a little quirkier than they were before. And it's just like, oh, God, I hope it gets to... It. Now, the horror stuff that happens in it, the, the, the scary stuff, that's so far, that's interesting in what's happening. And, and I'm told it does get better. But, oh, there's just so many moments in there. Like, there's a pep rally for the basketball team, right? Without an adult <laughs> in, 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 taking part of it. They said the team runs out. Their coach is nowhere to be seen. The assistant coaches are nowhere to be seen. It's just the team, and the captain of the team runs the rally. That's not how it went when I was in high school. The principal would talk. The, te the, the, coach, the coach would talk, the assistant coach would talk, somebody, would talk, and maybe they'd have, yes, they'd have the captain of the team give up and talk, but it wasn't, that's like, where are the adults? Womp, 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 womp. Okay, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's a Charlie Brown thing. I, it, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where it's going. <laughs> but, um, you know, we're two episodes in. We'll see if it gets better. I hope it does. I hope it gets away from all the, this, this, you know, the quirkiness bullshit and, and gets into, you know, gets back into it. But it's, it's, eesh, uh, you know, there, yeah, it's, um, I don't know. Uh, it, it's, it, we'll give it a chance and I'll let you know what I think when, when we get through with it. Good night, Frau Doctor. Good night, Frau Blucher. Okay, well, uh, that's the end of the Christmas show. So, uh, you've been listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. Uh, you look, if you celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas. Uh, whatever holidays you celebrate at this time of the year, I hope they're good and you've had a good time and, uh, and that uh, you have a good, happy New Year. Hey, I might be doing a New Year show. But uh, remember, sleep with the lights off.
can check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option, and you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by Theolius and is used with permission. has been a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. And now, a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for tuning us in. Well, I'm going to hell. Behave yourselves, because Santa can still look into his magic snowball and see just what you're up to. And now that you know all about him, you can be darn sure that comes snow or high water. Santa Claus is coming to town. You better watch out, you better not cry.